The greatest problem in this world is that people are too f***ing scared to be themselves. Scared of what others think. Why? Because society made you fit into a tiny little box. Oh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Feeling Alive podcast. This is yours truly, Luca Reedy, and I've got my green tea with Jasmine as we enter this portal. It's hot. Excuse the slurp. Enjoy it. Now, today's a different episode. Today's just something that I wanted to do um, for a little while now, I guess. And it's something that I feel like I'm just like, oh, I've got so much to talk about. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to have a tea. I love green tea and jasmine, something about it. I'm just going to sit here, have a tea. And you can imagine wherever you're listening to this, whether you're in your car, um, at home, I don't even know where you would listen to this, maybe in the bath. That sort of comes to mind as I'm saying this. And you can imagine I'm with you, just having a chat, having a good old convo. So this is a direct conversation to you from me. And me and you are just entering a little wormhole for however many minutes. I don't know how many minutes this is going to go for, I guess until the tea's over, right? Now, a couple of things have just been on my mind lately, and that's sort of the intention with this episode is like, I just want to just have a, I want to dive deep into a couple of things that's been, you know, the energies of the past couple of days and, and maybe a week back and just break them down. And, and as with always, like this is the Feeling Alive podcast. So Feeling Alive for me uh, was created to help people feel alive from within. That was when I first created it. And you know what, like, as I decided to create it, I had no like plan. I wasn't like prepping for it. It was just like one thing that hit me, inspired me. And I'm like, boom, let's do it. And, you know, we're over, I don't know, 120 odd episodes, maybe, maybe 115 episodes um, with all the different series, sub-series. And it's really grown into something that has transformed on its own. Uh, I didn't definitely, I, I wasn't like, oh, I have a vision one year when I make, oh, when did I make it? October 2019. Um, so it's nearly been going for a year and a half and I didn't make it with the intention of like, this is the vision that I have and this is where I'm going to go with it. I was just like, oh shit, I love this um, and this is what feels good for me now. And here we are, like I'm doing a cup of tea and a convo about life as I've called it. I read that off the heading on my on my screen here on my laptop. Um, and, you know, I'm not interviewing people anymore. I'm just sort of doing my own thing and I think that's just my natural expression and everyone goes through this you know like everyone we, we, we're so as a species really struggle with change but that's the real that's the only real thing that's evident and consistent and a real truth in life you know we've got these things that are beliefs and we've got these things that are truths um, a truth is real 100 it's reality 100% of the time whereas a belief is a perspective from your your truthful experience and beliefs can be different hence that's why we have so much drama in the world because there's just conflicting beliefs conflicting perspective perspectives and that sort of leads me into a, a really really powerful thing that's been coming up the last few days it's like when you're putting your power into a central authority whether that's you know, someone, whether that's me, you guys listening to me, you're like listening to my episodes because clearly something about me resonates and and you're like, oh, getting some advice. Now, 
there could be also the government. It could be, you know, every day to day we're, we're listening to the prime minister, listening to the president, listening to the leader of our nation, our state, listening to the leader of our company, the CEO. Um, that one's a little bit different actually because you sort of might not be there because of that person. You might be there because just because you want a job and want money. But more so I'm talking about what I want to talk about is like when you follow um, a leader, a visionary, and you subscribe to their you subscribe to their philosophy or their perspective or whatever they stand for um it's good to know that when you do that you're also you've also got to be mindful of how much you're subordinating your energy subordinating yourself and subordinating just means that you're placing your values and who you are as a person and especially your voice below that authority figure, whether that's, um, well, a recent example was noticed on TikTok that uh, I've got a couple of videos and these videos have done really, really well. And these couple comments was coming in once and they're like tagging this, this other, this other person who's like a, a doctor. And they're like asking for their perspective and like they're asking, they were asking for her permission to see if this is true. And it's like, that to me was like, what? It, it didn't bother me at all in that aspect, but it bothered me that someone would require someone's permission to, in order to believe that it's true. And I understand it's sort of like, there is a reason behind it because it's around like psychology, but even then it's all just theories. There's no one here that has a manual for life. No one has a manual for life. So no central authority knows exactly what the fuck they are doing. They're guessing based off, yes, scientific methods for sure in certain areas. But even then, science keeps updating on a daily basis. The, the brightest minds in the world still are no match for the natural intelligence of the divine. Because they are literally trying to figure it out. That's the one thing about science is they're trying to figure out nature. They're trying to prove nature. How does it work? How does these minds work? How, do the, how does the, the physics of nature work? That's what science is fueled by, to figure out life. They don't know it all. They know only what they know now. There's still species in the ocean. There's still species in the jungle still being identified. And you know what's even more crazy? There's still species out there that don't even know what era, what year we're in, and we have iPhones. Like There's uh, so many tribes of uh, people, natives, that are still living remote that don't have any connection. There's one in particular, which is just off Sri Lanka, that don't have any connection to the real world, and they kill people that arrive to their island. There is so much out there that we're still trying to figure out, whether you're the scientist that's on the front front edge on the front line of innovation and um, exploration and discovery or whether you're that native tribe still on an island thinking uh, blocking thinking anyone coming to the island are invaders we are so primitive and so when we go back go back to the conversation when we go back to like putting our values or putting our trust in a central authority for permission to know what's true for us, you're never going to find your truth. You're never going to find who you are.
because you'll always rely on someone else. You'll always be dependent on the opinion or the advice of someone else. Even me giving you guys coaching people, even me running my Change of Reality course, even me doing this podcast right now, I am not here for you to follow me, for you to be a... Um, a subscriber in the sense of what I say goes, there is no one way. This is just my way. This is just my way. And if it happens to be a way that resonates with you because of your similar experiences and because of the energies that are shifting in the world right now, then I'm so happy that you can resonate with something that means, that feels true to you. But it's not the only way. You might only take 50% of what I say and use that in your life. You might take all of it. You might be like, fuck, I'm sold. Luca is the fucking gypsy fucking, what, what's it called? The, um, Luca's the, the genie, the genie, the gypsy, the genie in a bottle. Like all the, all the answers are given. Everything is given. No, fuck no. Don't ever do that. That makes me sick to think that people will do that, would ever consider doing that to someone else because that's where you give away your power. That's where you lose who you are. So what I want you to do thinking about this is like going forward, consider who you give your, who you rely on for advice. Consider who you rely on for truth. And if you don't think it's possible, if you don't think it's possible to find your own truth, your own authority, think again. Just eliminate that because uh, that, is the cent- that, that is the very center of healing. That is the very center of the work that I do is helping people discover that truth and I've seen it over and over and over again. The biggest thing is we're scared to live that truth. You've got your own authority. It's called intuition. It's called inner guidance, wisdom. And that's innate in all of us, every single one of us. The reason we lose it is because we're conditioned out of it. And, and this is not like, this is a, this is a truth. You think about uh, the, the science that we've got now talking about the brainwave states of, of children from zero to seven years old. They're in the state of suggestibility, the imprint period it's called, from zero to seven. And they're absorbing all this information from the brain. The brain is just collecting it. Now, whether it collects in the brain or somewhere else, I don't know, that's a whole other topic. So I've had psychologists tell me that, um, one of my friends tell me that there's no proof that uh, memory exists in the brain. There's no proof that it exists in the brain. That's a, that's, he's a trans, doctor in transpersonal psychology. Anyway, that's a whole other wormhole. But anyway, uh, the point is that we're conditioned from a young age because we're absorbing, we're, we're, being in, um, we're in this state of suggestibility that whatever is around us from that age becomes our experience which formulates our beliefs and sets into this subconscious program. And so when we're healing, we're starting to release these conditions, especially people, you, you see this a lot with people that grew up with like the Catholic Church or um, some sort of like cult, not that Catholic Church is culty, but I'm just another sort of like dogmatic viewpoint in life, whether that's just even being like um, in a very oppressive household. I was in that growing up um, for after nine, thankfully. Um, from nine to seventeen, but uh, whatever that that regime is, that regime is running a belief system within you now through your subconscious program by picking it up from ob- observations as a young kid. Now, um, that's going to be sort of where was I going with this? Let me take a sip of tea. 
not sure where I was going with this, but that's just handy information to know. But the thing is that the truth is that you've got this central authority. It's in you. It's the fact that you it's covered. It's like trying to, you're going into a hoarder's house and you can't see the floor and everything covering it is your life experiences that have conditioned you. Now there's going to be always is going to be good and bad and not even, I don't even really like using the term good and bad. Even replying to comments now, I'm sort of like, oh, that's good. Oh, good on you. Because then that's implying that if you didn't do that, then it would be bad and it's enforcing a persona mentality and I don't, and, and, and in, in, in sort of enhancing a shadow. So I'm sort of starting to pull away from that, but just like going, awesome, I support you. But um, you use, you know, you're going to have good and bad experiences growing up. It's just everyone's got that. Everyone's got that. You're going to have challenges. And that, bring, that brings me into duality life's living in these pol in this we're living in this polarized planet earth mother earth is living in duality what that means is there's always two sides to the same coin there will be a hot side and then on the other end of the scale there's a cold side there's a rich side then there's a poor side there's an angry side then there's a happy side um, there's a chaotic side then there's a calm side there's an upside then there's a downside there's this scale of polarity that we all exist in. So when you have one experience, there's also something else happening on the equal and opposite experience in that moment. Uh, and this is this dual nature. And we have to be really observant of this because this is where we exist in, where we can understand this, we come back to balance and that's harmony. We just be aware, okay, cool, this... Um, this beautiful moment that I'm having right now is not to say there's a bad moment coming, but also to say there's actually another opposite end of the scale right now to what I'm experiencing. And I'm so grateful that I'm experiencing this right now. I'm so grateful that I get to have this experience. And then when you have the challenge, we want to learn to accept that because we know there's an opposite end of the scale and everything is temporary and that challenge is not going to last forever. And you know that the opposite end of the scale is achievable in time so we have to accept that it's going it's not going to last and that challenging moment will be gone and that's how we start to exist in harmony harmony is i think where we all want to be right not to be happy because that means you're ignoring the other side of the scale which is sad but maybe we aim for contentment maybe we aim for appreciation maybe we aim for um peace and presence, inspiration. Aim for these centered emotions, these ones that are in the equilibrium of this polarized world that we live in. And that comes back to even, you know, when I was doing Vipassana, I did a 10-day meditation retreat. And that meditation retreat was where I really started to see life completely differently. I'd say it was like a huge eye-opener for me. I got to see this 2,000-year-old technique or 3,000-year-old technique, I think, from Siddhartha Gautama, the original Buddha, who teaches this Vipassana te technique, well, who was using this Vipassana technique and has been handed down through from Burma through India all the way back to where it's at now in this current world. And that's through the Vipassana schools, which are all done by donation. You go and meditate in these places for 10 days. You're in absolute silence for the whole 10 days. You have two meals a day. You meditate for about 11 hours a day, 11, 12 hours a day. Go to bed at 10, up at 4 a.m., meditating for two hours straight away. You're in, there's no eye contact allowed. You're not allowed to speak. You're not allowed to write. You're not allowed to 
draw, you're not allowed to do anything of the senses other than sit and meditate and then like eat and then go to your room in between the breaks. That was one of the hardest things. I think I did a year long, year, year's worth of meditation in 10 days. One of the hardest things I've done, definitely, emotionally and physically uh, and mentally, yeah, emotionally, mentally and physically because I had to push my body through the physical pain of sitting there um, and then that's where we started to learn the emotions of what's called sankaras in, in, this, in, in um, this philosophy or this way of being in, in Buddhism in particular, but it's not practicing Buddhism, it's just practicing a technique, but they use the terms through, from Buddhism to explain what you're experiencing. And sankaras are these trapped emotions and they teach you to observe them. They teach you to observe the sensations of them. And once you observe them, they actually start to pass. And sitting in stillness, because we're so, we're so um, triggered by discomfort, we, we tend to move. If we're uncomfortable, we'll move our body and get comfortable. We're always seeking comfort. If we've got a scratch on our foot, we'll go and scratch it. And we're always to, in order to seek comfort. Um, and whenever we're having a hard time, we'll try and try and get ourselves out of it, or we'll even judge ourselves that we're not happy today, and that means oh, we're trying to get ourselves out of this uncomfortable situation, only because I think we've been so conditioned that there's only one side of emotion, and that's not to say we have to live in both, but we have to accept both. We have to accept that there is two sides of the scale, and when you look at this, and and you realize when when I was realizing this in this meditation retreat. These trapped emotions were starting to come up, rise, 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 and this physical pain was so uncomfortable, but I, I pushed through, and it was the best reward you could ever do. I could have easily given up, and a lot of people give up Vipassana. They give up after day three or four, sometimes day one, because they can't handle it, because sitting still for so long is so foreign to them, and I promised myself I would not give up. And I nearly cried. I think it was day four. I nearly cried because of the pain. And I pulled myself together and said, Luca, you're here for a reason. Do it. And I sat back down and I did it. And I have, you know, funny enough, I've got a tattoo that I got on my 21st. Um, and that tattoo on my, it's on my ribs. It's in writing. You probably would have seen it from my photos. But it was my grandfather wrote it. And he wrote this prayer. And I got it tattooed for my 21st. Yeah, um, he was like my father for me. And it was it, the, the the prayer is the it was funny because in that moment of vipassana I was reading the prayer out loud and I said holy shit this is my life this prayer is my life and it's funny because it's exactly what I'm doing now so I'll tell you the prayer it's heavenly father help me to strengthen my willpower teach me not to be enslaved by bad habits and guide me that I may develop myself spiritually by inner and outer discipline so my grandfather wrote that. And I got it on my 21st without being really, I, I, I was, I grew up with like a spiritual family, but I wasn't deeply spiritual. I wasn't awakened by any means. You can be very spiritual. That's another thing. You can be spiritual, but it doesn't mean you're awakened. Awakened is a completely different thing. You can have a spiritual awakening, but then when you're fully awakened, it can, it's very, it's a very different energy of just being spiritual. And I'm not fully awakened. Because I'm aware, fully awakened, I would refer to as enlightened. And enlightened, you would look at some like very, very spiritual teachers, some enlightened spiritual teachers, maybe monks even, that work towards enlightenment, Buddhist monks. Um, but there are a lot of spiritual people that have just attached to that way of being who are still judgmental 
who still um, have hatred towards a certain aspect of this world. And when we when we when we think about what spirit what spirituality is, which is all of us, it's in every single person, whether they are awake or not to it, whether they are aware of it or not. We are such a divine creature. But so many people attach to the idea of spirituality because it is a, a better way of living for them. But it doesn't mean the old patterns of behavior and these deeper emotional memories um, have gone with that awareness. Oh, I'm spiritual now, but that doesn't mean you're healed. That's where healing is very different. So healing is this process where you work towards awakening your true self. Now, going towards truly awakened will mean a, it's a very long, deep path. And to be honest, maybe we, most of us probably won't get there by the end of our life. But we can live a very aware life by healing because that opens us up to ourself. Healing comes back to your truth, your emotional center, the part of you that is um, not your identity. It's the part of you that is love and acceptance. And that part of us can't be broken. The human stuff can, and that's called the ego. That's where the ego and the soul separate. The ego is the broken, wounded parts of us, it, but it also gives us personality. And I'm sort of, I've got so much stuff that I want to talk to right now, but I'm like, I've got to slow myself down because it's like beaming into my mind a thousand miles an hour. If I speak at all, it'll just sound like a jumbled mess. So when we, when we heal, and this is the biggest thing for all of us, and this is, if you're not meant to heal this life, that's cool. If you're not, um, if you're here listening to this, and there's a strong chance that you know the synchronistic events that brought you here are showing you to a path that is open to you. It's not the only path. There, are, there's always a fork in the road, and you'll always have to make a choice. Um, and that is, let me just click that. Okay, and and that is where we come back to what I was saying before: sovereignty. Now I'm starting to go into another realm. Okay, I'm not sipping my tea. Now I'm talking about sovereignty, which is another topic that I've been focusing on the last couple of days. This comes back to self-authority. Again, sovereignty is being a supreme ruler of yourself, um, not being ruled by someone. This is where you become the center of your authority. Um, and that's really important. I think going into this, this age that we're going into now is like, do you, do you have discernment? Are you able to judge well for yourself? And that discernment, can you create boundaries for yourself? Do you know, are you, are you comfortable with creating boundaries for yourself? And if you're not, then there's a strong chance you are giving your power away. I did that in my masterclass a while ago, Reclaim Your Power um, masterclass that I did. And I talked a lot about that. But the, the, the sovereignty of our lives is given away a lot to people that um, we subordinate to. That, and you know we have same values to some people, and we and we like to be follow. We, not all of us are leaders, but we can all lead ourselves. Because one thing is you don't have to lead others, but can you lead yourself? Because that's a leader. That's self leadership, self authority. I am me. This is I. You are your own power. You are your so your own sovereign being. And when people try and take away that power. And I've seen it, witnessed it firsthand through domestic violence. Saw that happen to my mum. 
And that also happened to me and my sister. We were very much oppressed and controlled for many years. I mean, that was because of trauma. Trauma did that. But I'm, I'm, I'm also going to start going to this now because that tends, this is a really good subject. This is the dual, dual nature of even of traumatic experiences. Now, I've had a significant amount of, you know, uh, witnessing traumatic stuff. And I witnessed a man do all of it because of his trauma. And even my own father, my own father, my real father, not my stepfather, my real father had a whole very colorful life because of his own shit. And this is where we're going into this this great awakening of society right now. I'm seeing so many more people like saying they're awakening now because we're starting to clear this generational trauma, this generational shit, these wounds of the past that have been handed down from many centuries of war and mainly of war and fighting and chaos. And But now that's given us purpose. That's given me purpose. So the fact that that trauma happened and that trauma created trauma in me, that trauma in my stepfather and trauma in my father created, created a traumatic response in me had led me to a healing journey, which is leading me here to this podcast. And now we start to, to flip the problem around and turn it into an opportunity. We start to see the benefits in it. Everything in life is dual in nature. What I mean by that is there is a positive for someone, there is a negative for something. And that might not be, you might not be, might not have the full experience of who it was positive for and who it was negative for. But just know that it's the it's 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 a, actually on a bigger scale, like every action that Newton Newton's law, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Is a consequence, is a cause and effect. So every action, there will be a considered consequence. And that consequence could also be favorable for you or not favorable for you. But we're always, this energy is dynamic in, it's so dynamic. So there's a push and pull happening in everything we do. So I don't want you to blame the past. What I'm talking about here is stop blaming the past. It's not going to do you any favors. The way we change the past is by changing the perspective of it. And that's all, I've, all I do with my clients. That's all I do one-on-one. That's all I do on, um, in my work is help people change perspective because that's all it is. You're seeing the world through a certain lens, but it's not the only lens. If it was the only lens, then you would have 8 billion people all acting the same way. But we don't. Why? Because we've all got different experiences and we've all got different perspectives. So just to think, thinking that your way and your life is the only way it's ever going to be is insane. Because so many people could see your life. You could have 10 people in the room and you tell them your life experience and every single one of them would offer their perspective on that experience and maybe a different way to look at it. And it would all be unique. Maybe some of them are the same, but they'd all be unique. And so changing the perspective on your past is the way to start to see the benefits of it. Sorry, starting to see the benefits is a way to change your perspective of your past. And that's done through benefit stacking. It's a simple method. Um, And just conversation as well. But then also getting out of the conscious mind into the unconscious through hypnosis or through deep meditation where the unconscious can start unraveling it for you because that's far more intelligent than you and I. Your unconscious is far more intelligent than you and I. And that's what I've discovered studying hypnosis, hypnotherapy. So it's a lot here. I know it's a big, it's a big, uh, 
big chat. I think to, to sort of like go back on a couple of things, watch who you give away your authority to. Like you could be, give, you're giving away your authority when you follow someone, you give away, you, you have the potential to give away your own authority, your own truth to someone else's truth. And when they share their opinion and, and know this, when they share their opinions with you or their advice with you, you want to be mindful that it's not skewed in their favor. And that might not be conscious as well. It might be unconscious because people on social media right now are frigging trying to, like, I just go on there and I'm like, man, there's so many opinions. There's so many perspectives. There's so many, um, like, a lot of people in my my sort of area, like the self-help coaches sort of area, like, stop doing this, stop doing that, do this instead, do that instead. It's, like, so preachy. Like, do that. And it makes me, like, oh. And so clearly I'm, like, being aware of when I'm doing that now because I'm, like, if that triggers me, then I know that that's, I'm doing it somewhere in my life. So, anyway, that, that sort of... Um, one of those things where it's like you're going to get inundated by someone else's beliefs beliefs that's their opinions that's their judgments because that's their experience and know that that's their shit so if you don't like it or you do like it just be mindful of that they have an experience that they're sharing which is creating a bias and that's not to say that they're right or wrong just make sure it resonates with you that's the truth when you find that it feels good in you you're like yeah that feels true to me then follow that and then, by all means, um, continue to follow that person. Uh, but there's a, a big part of us that are losing this beautiful power of ours. Fuck, man. This is like, <sighs> you guys, we all have, we all have every opportunity at our fingertips. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to get to them than to get to some of them than others, but it's all there. We live in a world where opportunities are all around us. It doesn't matter what race you were born into, born into, you'll have an opportunity in in your front at your front door. We've got to open our mind up to that, and if we if we think with a closed mind, then that's what we'll see we think there's nothing else out there, there's no opportunities here, then that's exactly what we'll see. That's where we start looking at the observer effect. Observer effect, I talk about that in week one of um, Change Your Reality in Energy Week, where we talk about quantum physics and our, and our connection to it so we can start to understand how we exist in nature. And the observer effect talks about collapsing the wave function where all particles outside of us, including us, exist on either a wave or a particle function. And if we observe it, measure it uh, with our consciousness, which is also arguable in that, that sense because there's a lot of scientists say, yeah, you can't say observing with your consciousness because we don't know. They're observing with a mechanical device in this experiment, but there are a lot of physicists that, that connect, connect in science and spirituality who say that consciousness can collapse the wave function. So our consciousness being our thoughts, our attitudes, our energy, our belief systems, that the energy is created from our belief systems. And so if we are thinking that, no, there's nothing else out there for me, no, that's not possible, no, I can't do that, then we collapse the wave function and that creates the trajectory of that particle. That exists in reality. That's how you'll see reality. Now, if that doesn't make any sense to you, that's okay. You can look up the double slit experiment um, and at your own risk, at your own leisure, risk, at your own beware. Um, but I also talk about that and change reality in week one. Go deep on that. 
But that's how we can. Ex- that's how we shut ourselves off to all these opportunities. That's how we shut ourselves off to meeting this next person in a synchronistic encounter as we walk down the street. If we, if we close ourselves off and say nothing's possible, then we miss the encounter of, of the divine sending us a synchronicity and we walk straight past it. It's like that analogy, you know, everyone's like, you know, as, a, as an analogy or a metaphor analogy, when you're, um, um, you're, oh, what's the thing? What's the analogy? You're in a hike, you're on a hike and you're hiking in nature and you're lost, and you've got no water, and you don't know where to go, and you're like, oh my God, it's getting dark. And so you call for the universe, or you call for, the, you call for your guides to help you, and you're like, please, just send me someone to help me. Please get through this. Help me make it out alive. And they send you someone, and it's not that person that you were thinking, or you're like, oh no, that's not the one that is going to help me. Um, I, wasn't, I don't need you. I need someone else. And then that person goes, hey, do you need a hand? It comes up to you and you go, oh, no, no, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm looking for someone else. And yet you keep, and then you, so you, you ask, you're like, no, I need this. I need this, God, I need, I need water. I need this. And something else comes at you and you're like, no, 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 I don't need it. And it's like, how many people are going to cross your path that you've been closed off to? Because of the way you think. Because it's that closed-minded perspective. So if, if we shut something off, and this is why I think, not arguments, but this is why I think debates and conversations are really powerful because it allows us to see other perspectives. But I think we take a lot of a lot of conversations or criticism personally, but it can also open us up. It can also open us up to other ways of living, other ways of seeing the world. Not to say that you have to adopt it, but just listen at least because that's probably what you'd want. You'd want someone to listen to you. So it's important for us to, um, to just to stay just to stay open. When, when we keep ourselves open, we open up to possibilities of change entering our lives. And that's, I think, what a lot of us are really calling in. You know, so see where you're at. See where you're at with that. You know, what sits, what sits true with you? Are, you? are you closing yourself down from beautiful opportunities because you're, you don't think something else exists out there or because there's nothing else tr- true to you? Now, that's not to say what you believe now is right or wrong it's just saying maybe there's a little bit more to the picture because we think we're really we're, we think we're like top shit right humans think we, we got it going on we can be humbled by nature in a minute flat where we screaming crying you see this all the time when tsunamis come earthquakes come tragedies come humanity is humbled so don't think our way your way anyway is the right way or the only way just be open. Have a conversation. See what it brings. Don't have to believe it. But if we're very forceful in our ways of being and we're preaching and pushing that onto other people, and we're not really giving justice to, the, to life because life is about individual experience, coming together to make a collective, to create this collective atmosphere. I think we've all got an experience that we need to have. And that's unique. And when someone goes through, it's like that saying, you know, like, oh, it was a, oh, I can't remember who said it, but it was about like how we pity poor people or we pity homeless people. 
and spiritual teachers. So I think I don't know if it was Sadhguru, but someone with uh, from India. I think it was an Indian guru, Indian teacher, was like, "Don't you dare pity the homeless, um, because you're pitying someone such beautiful karma being." Uh, it was like you're pitying because you're pitying such beautiful karma from happening and expanding. And it's such a beautiful way to look at it that on their, in their perspective and in their philosophies on life that their karma, and I, and I do believe in karma, but their karma is being lived out right now. And so could we just make their experience a little better? Not judge them. Not say, oh, they, don't, they can't work, those homeless people. They need to get a job. But they're experiencing something so beautiful in life. They're living out their soul's karma. That's not to say they're going to be like that forever. Maybe it was just that moment that you needed to walk by and just say, how you doing today? Instead of like scared or judging them. Everyone has a place. Absolutely everyone has a place. And that's a hard pill to swallow for some people. I say it from experience now. Be able to sit across the table and like say that after hating and resenting my stepfather for ages because of like my upbringing and to say that he had the most beautiful place in my life. Holy shit. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Especially when you, can, when you consider what happened in my childhood. And it's like, damn, I see it now. And that's my life's mission right now, doing this podcast, is to help people really live their truth and live their life and be able to just come into more acceptance and compassion. I think it comes back down to acceptance, to be honest, to accept, accepting everything as it is and being in this present moment. What's re- what really matters? I know everyone knows and feels how much human connection matters now in this time, especially for all the people in like the lockdown countries. Human connection, man, we are loving it. We are missing it. We thrive on human connection. What's going to be important to us all? That, that's like social media. Social media is can present such a, a problem for a lot of people, and even for me. Because it's so inauthentic at times. There's so many more people being authentic right now. But people just blast their bullshit on there. Everyone's got a belief system that's being portrayed all over Instagram. Everyone's got a way of being that's ideal. Everyone's got their best way. And that's okay. But it, it's like if it's, it's social media can also be very, can also be a, like very challenging, but also a very good tool. You know, I've been debating whether I want to stay on social media. I'm like, what? what does my coaching business look like outside of social media? How could I make it work with maybe just doing a podcast? Just If I could just do a podcast, just do emails and have a website and do no social media. And what repercussions does that have? Because it has benefits and it has consequences. Pros and cons always. 
So like that's a thing that I've been thinking about because I don't I, I know what it feels like to go on social media and compare yourself. I know what it feels like to go on social media and like have someone else feel like make you feel like you're doing something wrong. And I think that's damaging. That sucks. But that just is what it is because it gives you a perspective now. If I didn't experience that, I wouldn't have this perspective. So it happened perfectly. And But now it's like, well, what really matters? If I'm going to go on there, I'm going to talk about all of it. Because I agree. Like I don't think everyone, and myself, I don't think I've put all of it up on Instagram. I don't think, because some one, you don't want to, you want to have something private, right? You want to have a normal life because social media, once it's up there, it's up there. But also, like, I've got a purpose to share because I want people to realize that it's not all perfect the way that some people promote it as being or maybe as society in a general, not some people, just society as a, as a whole sometimes promotes life being perfect or needing to be perfect. It's perfectly imperfect in my perspective. I think the, the, beauty, the beauty hides within the ugly. You know, like the disastrous, the challenging. That's where the truth lies for me. Anyway, there's sort of like, what, 40-odd minutes of rants. Um, I enjoy these convos. I think it's nice to just let out some steam. If you can all sort of keep up. I know I've got that, uh, I, I chop and change. I, like, I've got to like really slow that, slow my thought down and feel into it as I weave through it all, weave through my, my thoughts with it like a snake weaving through grass. I've got to pick out the good ones um, and make sure they all sort of make a, a little bit of sense to you guys. I, I write better. I, I've, when I write, it's like I have time to write and um, that's what happens in my wisdom mail. My wisdom mail, I sit down, get, my, get in my space and just like, okay, let's write on this topic. And then I'm able to go back, no, clear that up, write this, clear that up, write this. So when I talk, I'm very jumbled. But if I had the time, it would be able to be much clearer. Anyway, <sighs> peace be with you. Um, we'll see where I'm going to be at with this. I'm not planning all my podcasts. Um, I'm, I'm not really, like, I haven't got a schedule of them, if I'm honest. Uh, I just sort of, this one was like, this is what I'm going to do. This feels good to me this week. I have put myself into a plan of doing weekly podcasts, especially Monday meditations as well. Um, but having a schedule or a plan, I don't have any of that. I just go with the week um, and what I need for that, what what I feel like is needed that week. And this week was like this. I don't know if I'll do one of these again. Probably will, maybe in a couple of weeks. But if you did like it and you loved just me talking about stuff, uh, let me know. Just message me, email me. And let me know that you'd want more of this sort of stuff because uh, I do enjoy this stuff. But I'll also just go with what I need to do in that moment too. Might be a specific topic. It might just be 10 more of these. Who knows? Just surrendering to that process. I think one of the other big topics I want to talk about um, is, is rolling with the punches. That's a big one at the moment. I didn't include that today. Whoops. Put tea all over me. Uh, my shirt. Maybe I'll talk about that now, eh? Rolling with the punches. Okay, I'll put 10 minutes into it. So, one of the things that uh, I really practice a lot, and everything that I'll share, 
I will have practiced quite a lot and I don't just like get something new and be like, here, have this. I'll really work on it and embody it and then I'll teach it. Um, and so one of the things that I've been following a lot lately, because I do preach this, but I wanted to get deeper and deeper into it, is really surrendering. Uh, there's a part of me that uh, wants to do life differently. I think that's what I've always done. And um, I want to live a, a life that's true to me and that doesn't feel like it's the status quo for me. I, I you know, just, just don't, don't, don't feel that. Anyway, it, that big pro part of the outs being, being in this, in this place where I'm at right now is trying to connect into my inner guidance and into the present moment. And that means getting out of like, um, control, controlling my environment, trying to control how everything goes down. So when I'm doing, um, say anything like it could be anything, but I'm not trying to control the outcome. It could be anything in my business. It could be something with my podcast. It could be something on social media. It could be just going to get groceries. But I'm, if, if something diverts my action from my intended outcome, I will roll with the punches. I will surrender in that moment. Say you go and book a, you go to a restaurant, right? This is what I'm talking about, just surrendering. And that surrender is to the divine. Okay, by the way, that surrender is to this natural intelligence and flow of life. And in, and in um, they call this in Taoism the Wu Wei. It's, it's the, the way of the Tao. And Taoism is really beautiful because it's all about flow and going with this natural flow. And I tried to do that in Bali when I was living there. Um, great place to do it. Everyone's trying to do that there. And, but it was really challenging because we like to be like very structured and, and I have a tendency to be in type A as well, but also be to really be calm and peaceful. So I've got like, I can go both sides really well, really effectively, by the way. But like, I, I think there's a lot of power being in the flow because one, you don't get so caught up in the outcome and you don't get attached to the outcome. You sort of go, oh, okay, well, there must be a better reason. And that's like the fundamental belief behind rolling with the punches and surrendering, right? Is like, well, there must be something, there must be a reason why this doesn't happen. Or there must be something, because you can look at it in two ways. It's either something better coming or fuck, that sucks. Now I'm missing out. So you're coming from an abundance mindset of something better there or a lack of like, oh, now I'm missing this thing. And we don't, we forget that there could be actually another opportunity. As one door closes, another door opens. That's so freaking epic. It's such an empowering way to live. And that's the way I want to live. That's the way I choose to live. And so, okay, um, I might have a plan. I'm going to dinner. Back to the original thing. I'm just going to have a sip. On my tea. So there might be a dinner reservation that you've got for 6 o'clock. And then all of a sudden the restaurant calls you at 5.50. You're on your way to the restaurant. And they say, I'm so sorry, sir. We have to cancel the chef just got sick and this is your engagement dinner or something. It's a really special dinner and you've got all your family meeting you there and you're like, you can do one or two things. Either really freak out and panic and yell and shout and say, that's your fault. Why are you doing that? Or you can go on the other end and go, okay, no worries. There's nothing that can be, is there nothing that can be done about it? And they'll say, no, sorry, sir. We'll have to, we're canceling all reservations. 
And you go, okay, no worries. Oh, that's all you can do. Thank you so much for calling me. I'll figure something else out. Very two possible ways you can you can um, deal with that, right? Maybe there's more, but there's the two main areas, okay, main outcomes or main responses that you can have. One is just creating more turmoil, creating more dense energy, creating more anger. And so now you're going to fill your environment with that energy. And the other one is like, oh, possibility. Oh, okay, no worries. Peace, sort of acceptance. And there's, you can even just hearing me say that is two different energies. But what happens is, say you, you're coming into this and, and, you, and you get so angry that now the people around you are getting angry and your family are angry and your family are trying to calm you down. And so what happens is now that you've got this, no one really wants to go to dinner anymore. And they're like, oh, we won't go find another restaurant then. Um, I'm just going to go home and we'll pick this up another time when such and such calms down. And then so the night can finish there. That's a possible outcome. Infinite outcomes, by the way, but that's a possible outcome of being angry, right? And so the other side that you've accepted this phone call, you've accepted that the restaurant is closing, goes into this way, this state now of like, okay, let's think about plan B. Okay, everyone's on their way. We'll wait till they get there. We'll get out the front of the restaurant and we'll have a group chat and we'll think about what else we can do. And it turns out that as you're sitting there at the front of the restaurant, there's this amazing restaurant across the road that has very similar or um, it's nearby and it has actually something that was you were looking for and that you wanted you've been you've been craving for a while on the menu and so you go over there and you go and enjoy it and then you meet the owner and the owner's like oh it's your engagement oh well here's a bottle of we'll give you a we'll give you a bottle of our finest wine for the evening um and because they heard about your the, the cancellation they said well we're going to on the house we're going to give you the finest bottle of wine that we have and then they get chatting you get chatting with someone in the in the line and then all of a sudden you've got um, this new potential client for your business or this new potential, this person that has this interest or they mess this message for you that you're chatting in the line as you're waiting to get into the restaurant and they've just shared something wonderful with you that has been an answer that you've been seeking. And that was the divine's way of redirecting you to a better opportunity. But you didn't see that in the first place. So coming back to rolling with the punches it's like ultimate surrender into the fact that you're being guided down this most magnificent journey, this friggin' insane, beautiful journey of life. And that you just sort of get pushed around. You're like this little like, um, oh, how would you say it? I'm sort of like feeling like you're just sort of like in a, um, oh, what's a nice way to put it? But like just sort of like thinking like you're like a, a, a dummy in the middle of this like bouncy castle and you're just sort of like jumping up to the edges and all the walls and you're bouncing off the wall and coming back to the center and you're bouncing off all different types of walls and jumping up and down and the universe is the bouncy castle and and you're you're just the person in the castle just getting bounced around and it's just sending into the directions you need to go because it's funny a lot of us call in through our intentions through our desires through our unconscious wants it's like, oh, I'd love to have this. And we forget that. We just put out a little seed into the universe. Oh, I want to do this. Oh, I wish this happened. I'd love that. And these little seeds, some of them get watered. And so you probably un- unintentionally watered in that moment of that change. You, you just, one of your seeds got watered and it redirected you to the new restaurant. There's so much to look at it that way. Anyway, that's the way I'm living, really focusing on living. I've, I've been living like that for been trying 
to live like that for a while. Obviously, the ego wants to control. So, like, you've still got to, like, conscious, be consciously aware of the ego and being like, no, no, just trust, just trust, just trust. You know, I, fit, I swear that's, like, a T-shirt. I'd actually love to get that on my T-shirt, just trust. Um, and, you know, this is life. We just got to trust. And that's what I'm focusing on a lot more, just surrendering to the big process of life and trusting that I'm going to be sent in beautiful, delicate hands of the universe to the right place, to the right person, to the right circumstance at the right time. And that, my friend, is divine synchronicities. I've enjoyed this episode. It's been a friggin' good one. I was just like, whew, I feel like exhausted after sharing all of this. Um, if you enjoyed this, or if you've got any big takeaways, I always love hearing about it. It, it makes my day when I get a message from people. And I screenshot them and I save them in a little folder of all the messages that I get of you know something that's helped someone on their journey, some of my content. Uh, until then, much love. You know you're going to keep seeing more and more and more real version of myself being shared out there. Um, if you've got anything you'd like me to discuss, any stuff that you want your perspective on around the healing realms, by all means, send me an email. Let me know what, if you want my perspective on something and I can do a podcast on that. Um, as long as it's around my, my area of expertise, I don't want to talk about anything outside of that. Like I want you know anything on healing, emotions, trauma, um, true self-expression, any of that stuff. You know the deal, spirituality. And for all of you listening who are just beginning the healing journey, just beginning the healing journey or just started and it's getting a bit overwhelming and emotional and you sort of feel like it's never going to end on april the 24th coming up very shortly i'll be doing a free healing training healing for beginners it's called it's gonna be a 90 minute live training talking about the the essentials of this healing journey so you guys can understand it and simplify it for you so you know you're on the right track and know what to expect and know where to start know if you're going in the wrong direction right direction if you need to retrace and sort of go in another area all that sort of stuff i'm going to be sharing it's super powerful i feel the energy of it um and i'm uh already got quite a few people signing up so if you feel like you want to join me for that see the show notes there's a link in there you can enroll for free in the show notes much love everyone big love to you all keep doing your light work keep shining your bright light keep pushing through that discomfort keep finding your truth doing all the things that make you feel whole um and you know one of those ways might be not not to judge yourself as much today just accept what you've done and what's happened and you know tomorrow might be a day where you could do one percent better one percent more truthful to you Big love, everyone. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, you are at the end of the podcast, and congratulations because you are the small 1% that actually listens to this outro.